The SportsX is live from Cobb County on WFOM at W292EV Marietta, a Dickey Broadcasting Station. This is Atlanta's SportsX. Live from Cobb County, they're coming off the top rope. If they can actually climb up there. You got to kidding me! It's time for the finishing move. Our chance to talk all things wrestling with the road dog, Adam Gillespie, the bearded wrestling fan, Chris Colwell, and Big John Radcliffe. The finishing move on Atlanta's SportsX. Good evening, wrestling fans. Welcome to another edition of the finishing move. It is me, Big John Radcliffe, along with my tag team partner. One third, one quarter. I don't know. I've never been good with fractions. The bearded... Guy. Wrestling van. See, the intro said it itself. The yeah, bearded you, wrestling van. You do realize it's a lot of work to change that, right? It's not changing. Yeah, that's what he says now. The bearded wrestling van. That's what he says now, boys and girls. Chris Colwell's here with us, as well as we are expecting a run-in by our third member of our team, Adam the Road Dog Gillespie. But until then, Colwell, good evening, sir. Hello, sir. It's good to be back. I uh, definitely wanted to be here last week, but family situation kept me away. But I am back and ready to talk some wrestling. A lot of, a lot of exciting stuff coming up here and uh, just the wrestling business in general. But even here in Atlanta, talk about that a little bit more throughout the show. Kill the tease there, buddy. I'm so Way sorry. to just kill the tease and just kind of jump ahead a little bit more. But You can is. get into what we want to talk about now. Go ahead. Well, what we're going to talk about, we're going to start the show off talking about a little bit of AEW because AEW had some big news today as they have gotten an extension to 2023. Now, look, if you guys know just as well as I do, if you get an extension, when you get extended, that means they kind of like you a little bit more. That means they're kind of invested in you, and it looks like TNT's a little invested in AEW. This is nothing but good news here for AEW. If, I mean, a lot of folks were a little concerned, I think, based on the fact that, you know, I think a lot of us expected the ratings to be a little better. I mean, it was really, we were really impressed the first week, but after that, it steadily declined. People were a little worried, you know, what's TNT going to be happy with this? This proves that they're more than happy with the ratings that they've gotten from Dynamite so far, and they're, you know, th- pleased with it enough that they have committed now uh, through, you know, for, for their four years plus an option year that'll pay AEW more money. And that's just time. I mean, we all forget. This company is what technically a year, just over a year old, and yeah. have been weekly television. No, for, they're not even a year old yet. Well, no, the technically the company came into existence on New Year's Day last year. Okay, but from a regularly producing content company, you know, weekly content that is what they're a little over three months old right now with Dynamite. So when you look at it, the grand scheme of things. They're doing quite well, if you ask me, so far out of the gate, and they, that just gives them four years to get that much better. And if they're where a lot of us want them to be in the fourth year, they're going to get extended beyond that and get paid even more money, and they're just going to continue to grow. And look, let's face facts about it. I mean, TNT, TBS, that whole scenario, I know they've changed ownership. I know they've changed leadership over the years. But in their purest form, this was one of the things that they had with the WCW back in the day. So you had to believe, you had to think that, they wanted to get back kind of into their wheelhouse, into something that you knew it worked very well. Even when they came out with the official press release that it was extended, Dynamite would be extended to 2023. AEW Dynamite on TNT is a top 20 new cable, unscripted series, and has reached nearly 32 million viewers across all platforms in only three months. Which, making mention of all uh, across all platforms, 
let you know that I think they have more in the works. I think they're thinking just not just TV. They're thinking in the, beyond that a little bit more and adding a little bit more in the AEW, which is great for AEW. I mean, look, we went from just a year ago, and, and Chris, uh, Adam, and I talked about this last week, where we were trying to figure out what this was. We were going 100% off of speculation to now AEW has come to fruition, and it's going through its rough patches. It's still growing. It's still developing. Growing pains. Yeah, but I mean, look, let's face it. It's not the Alliance of American Football. It's not gone after less than a year. We haven't heard that they couldn't make payroll. People are figuring out what they're doing. They are, they're a company that's around, and when you add an extension onto it, it lets you know that you're invested in a little bit more. Well, absolutely, and I th- looking back at the whole platform thing, I think part of what they're looking at, not just the ratings that you're getting from the actual television, overnight television ratings, but you're looking at how many folks are watching the stream through the apps on Roku or uh, Google Chrome or, or uh, Chromecast or you know, Fire Stick or any of those, Apple TV, which that's how I watch it. And, I mean, you're looking at, I don't know how, what, how they're getting the metrics off the numbers from that, but you've got to factor in that. You've got to factor in online streaming. You've got to factor in the fact that uh, the show's not necessarily right away, but they do eventually end up on uh, BR Live, and they have the connection there for their pay-per-view. So, they're obviously, AEW has been a big hit for Warner Media in general, TNT, BR Live, all of them. They're very happy with what they've got from AEW so far, and they expect better in the future, so that's why they've invested. You're exactly right. And also, you know, Last night on AEW, we got a chance as, as traditional, the Wednesday Night Wars continued on. And uh, I'm going to say a friend of Dickie Broadcasting, 680 The Fan in the Atlanta Sports X, he stepped back into the ring for the first time in a long time. And it's been a while since we've seen him, and he looked really good. Diamond Dallas Page, DDP, self high five. He stepped back into the ring, and I'll be honest, I kind of cringed a little bit when he jumped off the top turnbuckle there. I was a yeah, a bit worried about you there, DDP. Oh, please don't hurt yourself. You looked a little bit stiff. It wasn't you notice st- how quick he got up off the ground because you know that didn't feel good to him. He looked a little stiff. He didn't look fluid. I, my first concern was, please make the rotation. Please make the rotation. Just make the rotation. Okay, he made the rotation. Good deal. And look, DDPY, it's an amazing program. Uh, if you listen, he's a friend of one of the shows that I work on, A to Z with Mark Zeno. You can hear here on the SportsX from 3 to 6, Monday through Friday. Um, he's been on a few times. It's an amazing program. You should go check it out. But it was great to see him in the ring. It was great to see him at work. Him, Dustin Rhodes, which, let's face it, Dustin, the man is, is ageless, timeless, whatever. He's wrestled for four decades. He might have been the best wrestler in that match last night. Facts. I mean, and that includes MJF, who we rave about. His mic work is great. I still think he's got a little ways to go in ring, but that's going to come. My goodness, Dustin Rhodes looks amazing. And what, he's right around 50, if not at not 50. over 50. He's not, yeah, and he just it might be better now than he was 20 years ago. And I've heard a lot of people say that, but last night I really saw it with my own eyes, probably for the just it just clicked in my head just how in shape he is and how well he's moving around the ring. I don't know if he could do it for 30 minutes a night for you know, as a main event uh, babyface champion for a long time. But you know what? In these spurts like this, he looks as good as he ever did. But And keep in mind, Goldust was never – Goldust, I still want to call him that. Dustin's was never that. He was a solid mid-carder. He was – in WWE days, he was an IC champion. He was a tag team champion. He was U.S. champion. He was never a, a main eventer, so he never had to give you that long match. And if, he, if you're getting stuff like this – 
once a week in the occasional pay-per-view. I think we're going to see him for quite some time. But also, we got a chance to see, like I said, someone we've ranted and raved about for quite some time, MJF. Now, it came out where we're going to rewind a little bit here because Cody Rhodes came out and he cut a promo where he accepted the challenge to MJF. But we got a chance to see Cody on the mic, which I was a fan of Stardust. But Cody, I've become a bit of a fan of because his promos have gotten more and more emotional, more and more honest, and significantly better. Well, no, you just look at it. You you had a Cody Rhodes in WWE who was given a script that looks no, you know, much like the piece of paper I'm holding up right now that has our show sheet on it that he had to read verbatim that I'm holding up, folks. I'm describing a sheet that has words all over it. And that's what he was regurgitating on, you know, live with a microphone in his hand in WWE. What is he doing now? He's in the middle of the ring. He's got a live microphone. He knows the points he needs to make, but the rest of it is coming straight from his head, straight from his heart. He sounds natural and he sounds amazing. He's just that much better. And to me, he's one of the best mic guys in AEW at this point. Whoa. That was a bold, that was a hot sports opinion. Yeah. I think, okay, well, look at the, we automatically say what? Jericho, MJF are probably the top two, right? I think Cody's right there behind them. Okay, I'll, I'll go with I that. I didn't say one. he was the best one. I okay. said he was in among the like, conversation. Oh, there's a hot sports He's take. among the conversation. Speaking of a hot sports opinion, we just had a run-in from the third member of our team, and honestly... I'm a little afraid right now. Ladies and gentlemen, you guys should mark this down in history because I don't know when the last time we had all three of us together. Road it's been, it's been a while. It has, it has to have been uh, before football season, right? Or maybe the bye week. I can't remember, but it's, it's been, a been a while. Road Dog. Welcome back, man. Thank you, sir. Good to see you guys. Good I was listening on the ride in from the College Football Hall of Fame. Road Dog was working hard today, but he made it to join us, and we always look forward to having him. Road Dog, AEW, we talked about it. It's been extended. Are you excited that AEW is going to get some more time on TNT? Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm an AEW fan, so I'm glad uh, it's gonna. That I know it's going to hopefully be around for a few more years. Uh, I am shocked that it came so fast. I thought it would come eventually from TNT, but I didn't think it would come, what, four months in from weekly, from the weekly episodic television hitting. But that sends the, the sign that uh, TNT and Warner Brothers Media is very happy with the product that AEW is putting out there and that their committee showing a commitment to Tony Khan, uh, the Rhodes, the Young Bucks, and those guys that they are happy and they want to have that programming on their television. So... Uh, yes, I'm very excited about it. Now, have you guys talked about the other part? In for $45 million a year, reportedly? Yeah. That's yeah, that's a, a, that's good, a great, good chunk of money. That's a good chunk of money, yeah, definitely for those guys. Uh, for for what Tony Khan has probably already had to put into the company to get it started, uh, sure. uh, to get it go. To get it going, uh, I, I, have you guys? Now I had to walk in from the parking lot. Have you guys had the opportunity to talk about the other part of the release where they talked about the second? No, we show? have not actually. So that is very interesting to me. I think you could very easily argue both sides of is this good or is this bad for uh, AEW? Because when it first, when the release first came out yesterday, I saw Dave Meltzer, who, uh, if you listen to some various wrestling podcasts, you know he's not always <laughs> correct with the inside. There's a T-shirt inf- I think yeah, out there. <laughs> he's not always correct with the inside information he yeah, has, but he was reporting. That the new uh, show that uh, that was gonna that they were requesting was gonna be different uh, right. than Dark, which is their YouTube show that comes out on uh, Tuesday nights and streams live, and you can watch along. Uh, then it's there, of course, posted for the rest of the, I guess, eternity. 
or as long as YouTube's around. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but then, and then uh, a report came out, I guess, later that day that's saying, no, it's going to be dark, just moved to one right. of probably a TBS or, a, or one of those things and just sh- changed up a little bit. Um, so it's only going to be a one-hour show, apparently. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing has been officially announced right. from either uh, the TNT, uh, the company, or from AEW. This is all speculation. Uh, but I'm excited for the for the additional show. And I think if used correctly, I brought this up with Home Team and Hamilton this morning uh, when I joined them for Walking the Aisle, the first of 2020, the first of this decade. Ooh. Hopefully it's not the last one. <laughs> well, as long as you keep turning my mic on, I'll be here. Turns I'll turn mic the mic off. on. It's just he won't well, you, be here. Well, you turn it off sometimes. Anyways. Well, you upset the host. You can't come in here. Let's be honest. You can't come in here and upset. The man's name's on there. Joe Hamilton. You can't come in and upset the host. Um, If used correctly, I think this show, uh, and I mean, they could be doing it with Dark Now currently if they wanted to, but it could be very instrumental in helping us learn uh, some of these other characters that we aren't familiar with that are in this uh, that are on this AEW roster just like the guy who we talked about uh, last week John um I can never remember his name the, the butcher bu- was it the butcher that showed up last week and helped out Brandy Rhodes all of a oh, sudden Oh no Luther Luther from Dr. the Luther. Death. yeah Dr Luther Butcher and the Blade were a couple weeks ago but right. they had the same reaction these guys pop up and the crowd right. doesn't respond because we don't know who they are yeah. and that's when they really need to utilize vignettes Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, character development, character, uh, get those profiles out there so that when somebody does pop up, we do know who they are. And I really hope that they can utilize this extra potential new show to maybe help flesh out these new characters and get these underlying, underlying uh, superstars uh, some more character development as well if they continue to almost refuse to do that on Dynamite. Well, and the thing is, look what they did with the Dark Order. They had the promos for weeks building up. In fact, friend of the show, Brandon Benefil, was actually an extra in that. I don't know if you all saw that or not. I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, that was a good buildup. You, you kind of got a better feel for what exactly the Dark Order was supposed to be. And you haven't really seen that with the Butcher and the Blade and the Bunny and all that, in, in obviously with with Doctor Luther either, which that's a whole other discussion with that storyline. It's really weird, but I'm with you. I'm with you, Adam. I think that you can really use utilize dark or whatever it's going to be repackaged as. And thank goodness they're not doing another show in addition to that, because I think that you run the risk of having too much programming for a company that really doesn't have the roster to support it, and you just oversaturate everything. You need to focus on your main shows right now, but. I think you got a good shot here with whatever Dark is going to become or if it's going to stay as it is, whatever. They're going to be able to feature other talent, tell some more behind-the-scenes kind of stuff with the backstories of some of these these talents that we don't know about. I mean, they have a a very talented roster, but when you look at it, there's people that we know, the Kenny Omega, all the elite. We know Jericho and all those guys, but there's a lot of people that, you know, a QT Marshall or some of these guys that people just don't know. I'll tell you one of the biggest disappointments that I have with AEW, and this is going with exactly what you guys are saying. They're not utilizing social media well enough. That would be the perfect place for them to start with just doing vignettes. They do snippets of the matches. They do snippets of the shows. They do little quotes that are on there, and that's great. But you could actually use that as your platform, as your way to get to know uh, the different stars that are on there. Because if I'm not mistaken, I even saw on Twitter 
uh, earlier today that there's another female wrestler that's coming to AE that's coming to AEW. And even uh, it was retweeted by, and I, I want to give credit to the site, and I can't remember the name of name of it, but forgive me. But they even put out there, who is she? And it was kind of the scenario of just that you have to go Google it. And you're exactly right. They're not using. I don't think they're utilizing enough of other platforms as their way to just promote this. I I get it. It's great. You're doing things on TV. Wonderful. Look what all they were doing before they got before they started on TNT. Look how we were finding out everything. Look how we saw the press conference. We saw it on Facebook Live. We found out more things through social media. Adam, we I was talking about it earlier. Where Adam and I, we were literally basing it all off of what we could find on social media, on the web, and now it seems like they're falling into so much that's going to be done on TV that they could easily transition in other ways that they can produce their vignettes and you can find out more. Well, that was real, the strong point. Now, it's kind of funny because the strong point of the Young Bucks, Cody, uh, and all them, that was the, that was how they connected to their audience, was their YouTube show being the elite. Uh, and, and they were very strong uh, presence on social media. But now, I, I don't know if it's changed, but I know a couple of weeks ago they were taking so much heat on Twitter, the Young Bucks deleted their Twitter account uh, because they were so uh, fed up with some of the negative press or, uh, you know, tweets that they were getting from some of the fans or not fans. I don't know. Uh, so they, they I, it, I agree. I think they could utilize social media a little bit better. Maybe that's how we get to know some of these guys and gals a little better. Uh, I guess maybe the, the new show is closer than we think, although, I mean, the, the news broke today with Taz officially signing on with AEW. Uh, he's now part of AEW. I know he'll probably help fill in for the uh, dates that Tony Schiavone has to miss due to uh, his Georgia Bulldogs uh, commitments. That's usually just during football season, though. Um, so that that won't be for a while. But it looks like maybe Taz will maybe he'll be a, a consistent voice on Dark. And if Dark is the show that moves to become the new addition on uh, TV, uh, but hey, it looks like maybe maybe that. New uh, component of AEW is a little closer than we think it is, or know it is. Well, sure, and Taz is a big addition, obviously, you know, one of the better announcers in the history of the business. He's done so well so far, and you're right. That could be a sign of what this second show could be. It could also be a sign that maybe they want to mix up the broadcast a little bit. I, I don't know if we've talked about this or not, John, on the air, but... You know, one of the things that I've spoken with other folks about is the idea that maybe they mix up the the teams a little bit. Maybe you don't have the same three guys for the get rid of Excalibur. You you could get rid of Excalibur. Get rid of Excalibur. You got to You know what? My only argument for him is that he's the only guy on the announced team that knows the names of the moves. So you kind of have to keep him around. Do you think Taz is going to know the names of the moves? I mean, look. Let's be honest with you. Did (laughs) did uh, King know the name of all of the moves either? Yeah, but you get this is apples and oranges. AEW is trying to be different from WWE. WWE is about telling a story. AEW is about all the wrestling, right? You got to have somebody who can actually call wrestling. Which, yeah. by the way, in terms of on the wrestling of it, did you guys notice that they've actually reset the the uh, the records? The records yes. for twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, they reset. They which makes me go back to think it's like, man, they're really having Kenny Omega lose a lot, or he lost a few game uh, matches in nine in nineteen and. And even the Young Bucks were losing some matches in 19. Maybe they knew when the calendar flipped, Whoops. so were those records. So it's like, hey, if we lose a couple in the last yeah. months of 2019, it's not going to hurt us. But, hey, I, I mean, to that point, 
point of knowing the moves. I remember listening to Larry Munson, and there were times where he didn't even know the <laughs> names of the players Scott on Howard his own team. But Aww. yet we still consider him a legend and one of the greatest Come of all time. On, that was a low blow for no, you, it's brother. Not a low blow. I loved Larry Munson, and I enjoy him. But, I mean, there were times. I mean, so maybe all the details aren't always necessary. I mean, look, Munson made a two-yard run the most exciting thing that you would ever hear. Absolutely. Now, also what we got from it, we had uh, John Moxley. He's obviously been courted by the inner circle for some time, and he gave him an answer. I was not a fan of this entire scenario. I, I, it came almost too cartoony for me because, you know, yeah, I do want to. Do you want me to believe that John Moxley has lost an eye? Great, thanks. I think we could have gone a different direction in this, and I hope they saw that it was a one time trial and maybe they're going somewhere else with it. I mean, it. we talked about this a little bit before the show started, John. I, I don't know that I, know, I... This is why I don't talk to Colwell as soon as he walks in, because we talk about the show, <laughs> and then he won't talk about what's on the show. No, I will tell you exactly what... I'll tell folks exactly what we talked about. Look, I enjoyed the segment. I... <laughs> I enjoyed the show, and um, I mean, that segment in the show, obviously, because, look, they were trying to build a storyline where you're trying to demonstrate that John Moxley has no friends. John Moxley is a loner, and now he is upset. The one stable in the group, he's going to be, you know, the guy that's going to stand up tall to him, and he doesn't care what happens to him. So they accomplished that. Look, I, I didn't mind the, the injury. You could put some heat on the inner circle by doing that. You'd try to go do the injury angle with the eye. Maybe, maybe the choice of how to do it, I don't know. It didn't really bother me, but you probably could have done it better. Maybe he swings the jacket at him, and it just so happens that, oh, it caught him in the eye. Or maybe if he'd actually come down with a real, like, it's meant to be like an ice pick or something. Hit him with a bottle of bubbly. Honestly, that would have been pretty good. The cork flies out and hits him in the eye. You would have sold me on that. (laughs) You you want me to sit here and believe, and as I'm watching it, it was first it was, was that in his hand? Oh, oh, you expect me to go with this? Okay, sure, I'll go with this. You know, hey. I'm gullible. Sure, we'll go with that. I mean, look, I get what you're saying, that it was definitely supposed to be the scenario of where you're trying to make him. You you got that across. We know that. Moxley walks alone. He is a lone wolf. We get that portion. But it was a hard sell for me to kind of get over on that portion. Well, coming up next on the finishing move, as the show, we're going to be pretty busy in the coming months. And hopefully you guys will follow us all on social media. You can catch me at JohnRad450. Colwell, where can they find you? You know what? I've even forgotten my oh, own Twitter. <laughs> so I have to get back. You change it all the time. Good grief. Adam, where can they find you on Road social media? Dog 680 on Twitter. And you can find us also online at the SportsX. But coming up, as we get a little bit busier, we're going to address some of the places that you might be able to catch us, as well as we're going to talk some of the rumors that's going on in pro wrestling. You're listening to The Finishing Move live from Cobb County on the Atlanta SportsX, 1230 AM and 106.3 FM. This is Atlanta Sports X. Live from Cobb County and covering everything that you love about Atlanta. We start the day with home team in Hamilton at 9 a.m. as they bounce around the ATL with all the big local stories. Then at noon, it's the cheap seats with Tug Coward and Hudson Mason. And trust us, it takes an Atlanta radio veteran like Tug to keep that bulldog on the rails. And then at 3, it's the man, Mark Zeno on A to Z. Zeno is closing out the afternoon with his take on the day's stories and opinions about about sports that you probably won't agree with. Add in Chuck and Chernoff on Bugged Hour from 6 to 7 p.m. The Mounds of the South and the Finishing Move on Thursdays. Thursdays. And you've got a lineup unlike any other. This is Atlanta's Sports X.
A to Z with Mark Zeno. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 p.m. By the way, one more quick shovel here. Um, to the six members of the military yesterday who couldn't march in a straight line together. What was that? None of them were in step. None of them were moving at the same time. I had no idea what they were doing. And it's not hard. Like, all you got to do is count to four. Once you get to four, you start back at one. One, two, three, four, one, two. I mean, I guarantee you I could get all the people to walk in a straight line better than those six military members did. Not hard. Nine to the front, six to the rear. That's the way we do it here. Zeno is only on the X. Live from Cobb County, this is The Finishing Move. Talking all things wrestling on the X. Welcome back to the Finishing Move, live from Cobb County. Big John Radcliffe, Chris Colwell, Adam the Road Dog, Gillespie. You're listening to the Finishing Move on the Atlanta Sports X, 1230 AM, 106.3 FM. So in the coming weeks, I mean, we've been talking about this, and I'll, I'll take you behind the curtain a little bit here We're on our email chain. We've talked about a lot of things that's going on, and there is tons of wrestling that's coming to the metro Atlanta area and some that takes place regularly. Obviously, you probably hear us talk about uh, NW, um, yeah, NWA Power that takes place here. Um, we also need to get up to the action building up in Canton, Georgia, where Southern Honor Wrestling takes place. Southern Honor Wrestling. They just had a show last Friday. They'll be, I think it's the second Friday in February. I'll have to verify that but they'll they'll be back up there check it out you can find them online on facebook we also have aew dynamite coming and we have wwe raw so we got so much going on and i wanted to know from you guys which one are you most looking forward to and you guys if you follow us on all on social media maybe chris colwell remembers this twitter handle by now at bearded colwell it'll change it will not change and i don't know why i honestly i don't know why i forgot it but because there it is so many times which one are you guys most looking forward to because obviously we've talked about plans on trying to attend all of them but which one are you most looking forward to and why? Well, me personally, it's going to be the Dynamite taping because I, I really want to feel what it's like there live, and it's going to be obviously a really good show. We've already got one pretty big storyline-based match that's already been announced. You're getting the first cage match in AEW history with Cody Rhodes and Wardlow. It's the, it'll be the final build to the next pay-per-view for AEW, Revolution. So that's going to be exciting. I've been to I've been to quite a few Raws over the last probably decade or so, and, I mean, it's always fun for a live WWE event, but I've never seen AEW live. I'm interested to see that. But I also want to get to uh, down to the GPB building down there and catch out a, a NWA taping because they've been putting on some really entertaining shows. They're watching on YouTube with NWA Power, and they've had a couple. They've had one pay per view. They got one coming up in a couple weeks, uh, which is going to be here. It's sold out, but a, a, f- a fun time to be a wrestling fan just in the state of Georgia. You just had ROH there too uh, last weekend, so a lot of stuff going on in Atlanta with wrestling right now. Yeah, ROH kind of snuck up on us, and Road Dog, I think you caught up with someone special at the Atlanta Gladiators game. Yeah, PCO was there. He was hanging out at the game uh, last Friday night, and I got to meet him and hold the belt and take a picture with him. Uh, and he, then he did an interview with the broadcast team um, that airs um, on our sister station, 6A The Fan. So I got to meet him for a moment. That was a real cool uh, moment to meet PCO, the former Quebecers. Yes, you're exactly <laughs> And you have to Google Amazing that French one. Canadian for WCW fans. You'll have to Google that one because you got to remember a lot of our listeners we're old. We're the older guys in the room. Uh, look, I'm looking forward to W uh, to AEW Dynamite. Uh, Road Dog, I remember you went up to Charlotte to check it out, and I'm hoping that the hype grows a little bit more for it and it gets some excitement, particularly because Cody Rhodes is coming home. 
This is his home. This is where he grew up. So he grew up in Marietta, Kennesaw area. And I'm hoping that there's a good turnout, that we get a chance to see a little bit that is going to take place there and some of the matches that are going to be a part of it, as well as uh, Southern Honor Wrestling. I still follow him on YouTube. I'm looking forward to it. I've been I've loved seeing how we've had different members from Southern Honor. They've made their way over to AEW. We've seen Danny J. Uh, so I'm looking forward to getting up there. Don't say her name too loudly. Road Dog's back, remember? I think he's okay. He's sitting next to you, so you just gotta hop up and prevent him from getting to the door. That's true. All right, Road Dog. <laughs> so I'm gonna be the, the the different guy in the room, I guess. I am looking forward to Raw. Um, the only reason I'm not looking forward to AEW is because, unlike you both guys, uh, both you guys, I have been to an AEW as you just mentioned uh, when they were in Charlotte, and I'm gonna tell you if it's like it was in Charlotte, even though the place was not full or even nearly sold out, the energy around the product that they were putting out and the fan base was so into it, it just made it a very fun atmosphere. And I expect that to be the case here when they come to Atlanta. Uh, even today, Cody Rhodes, I know you, I saw, and I saw that you saw it, John, on Twitter. He, uh, he, he kind of panned around State Farm Arena and said, Atlanta, can we? Kind of, you know, hinting to the fact, can we sell it out? Can we fill it up and put on a great show? I'm sure. So hopefully that will help drive ticket sales that uh, I'm sure have been going well already. Uh, but I'm looking forward to the Raw because uh, kind of like the AEW show, it's the go-home show for WrestleMania. So they're going to have all the big stars, all the big names that are going to be t- participating from the Raw side of things into in, Wrestle- in WrestleMania are going to be at that Raw. So I expect it to be a very good, exciting, full of stars Raw. Well, and it'll be the second time in the last maybe seven years we've had the yeah, go-home show Not even just seven years. I think I know you and I years. were at that one. Yeah, because it was uh, when they were in New Orleans last we had the go-home show. Okay, well, then it's been a couple of them. The one I'm thinking about was 2013, the, the first time they were in New York for uh, oh, okay. the big stadium up there. It was the Met go-home Life. for yeah, Bent Life with uh, the second Rock and Cena match, which that was a great show. It was very entertaining and, and good to go. Well, now it's time for our favorite, favorite segment of the show, Over the Top Ropes. Do we have pyro for this? We're on the budget. Yeah, we're we're, we're WWE probably about seven months ago. (laughs) (laughs) We're not in the budget for pyrotechnics. Unless we do some Saudi Arabia shows, it's just not going to be in our budget. Whoa. (laughs) I'm glad I didn't mention what the pyro was and Saudi Arabia in the same sentence. Yikes. What is is going on with you guys today? All right. Well, I tweeted out earlier, and I saw it online, and evidently the rumors aren't true. Brian Cage. Uh, former Impact X Division champion, former Lucha Underground champion. It was reported that he had signed with AEW, but evidently his wife came on Twitter and said those rumors aren't true, that Brian Cage will not be going to AEW. But would Brian Cage have been a big enough surprise for you guys to go over to AEW and would have been a nice spark for the for that federation? I think that he would have added a lot to the company. I don't know that he would. I think he kind of would have had the same impact as when Jake Hager debuted. I mean, it was just, hey, who's this guy? Or, hey, okay, I think I maybe recognize that guy, but it wouldn't be some big, it wouldn't be had the same impact as like when John Moxley debuted. But for me, Brian Cage would have been a great asset to uh, AEW, but we'll see what happens in the future. If you're Impact, you really can't afford to get rid of him or let him get away but i also don't know that you can afford to keep him if you're impact wrestling i disagree with you i, I think you're diminishing diminishing 
uh, the debut of, of Jack Hager. I mean, I think that was a very recognizable name and face for a lot of wrestling fans, whereas Brian Cage would not have been. I mean, you're talking about someone who was a champion uh, in WWE at one point. Everybody forgot about this. Well, that title I ruin. <laughs> I mean, I, I I've th- been trying and, to forget and, about and it. No, because when he debuted, the crowd was chanting, uh, we, the, we people. the people, and Chris Jericho told him to shut up. That was a stupid gimmick. So he was not forgotten by the fans at one bit. Uh, and I, so I think you're dismissing, diminishing his uh, appearance a little bit. Brian Cage would have at least been a name that we would, and a face that we would have recognized, not to the level of Jack Hager, Swagger, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> Uh, JR if now? You wanna, well, if you want to go back to what he was in WWE, I think it would have Sammy been a, Hagar. a bigger, a bigger, um, a more recognizable name than uh, Dr. Luther or the Butcher, the Blade, oh, and the Bunny. Sure. No, I agree. Look, I think Brian Cage would, I, first of all, I think Sammy Hagar, Jack Swagger, Jack Hagar, I think he was a good addition. And particularly, he had just come off of a Ultimate Fighting uh, Championship match. So I think he was able to do much like we saw Ken Shamrock once do, Tank Abbott, a lot of these UFC fighters that have come over to, to the WWE, WCW back in the day. I think he was able to even get some eyes there because he do, he is very active on social media. So I think he was able to bring him. I think Brian Cage would have been a quality addition to add to him. But I think I even tweeted it out. Let him come out there and let him wreak havoc. Let him just be the big monster that's there. Don't try. It looks like one of the things AEW is doing is everyone that shows up, you're trying to fit them into a faction of some sort of something and just let them be a monster that was there. Uh, One of the big angles that's going on on WWE right now, it is probably not my favorite, but I don't know how you guys feel about it. We have Rusev, Lana, Bobby Lashley, and Liv Morgan. Well, Rusev, he's currently not signed a new deal with WWE. And obviously the expectation would be for probably most people is that if he doesn't sign, he's going to AEW. Number one, would you guys be excited if uh, this angle just came to an abrupt end and Rusev took off? Or are you guys enjoying it? Number two, how do you feel about Rusev headed to AEW? You know how we talked about last week, John, that something we want for 2020 that we did got too much of in 2019 yeah. was feuds dragging out too long. Yes. That's what's happening with this storyline. It is dragging out way too long. Whether you liked it or you didn't like it, I think it's run its course and jumped the shark by now. Uh, so I'm ready for it to be done, even though the new edition of Liv Morgan kind of in the mix has given it a whole new life, I guess, for some people. As far as Rusev going to the uh, – I think that would be another – a uh, very recognizable name for AEW if they could lure him away. But now hasn't Lana? Lana, not, Lana, Lana has re yeah. with So I don't know. Cause in real life, they are married, Rusev and Lana, still, although in storyline they got divorced. But So I don't know if that would be best for their marriage or something they would want for their marriage. I wouldn't think so. Well, the argument there is that John Moxley went to AEW, but yet Renee Young's still in WWE. But look, at, and so is um, Adam Cole and Britt Baker. That's very true. That is very true. Um, but look, as far as I'm concerned, you know Rusev most likely will resign because he probably does want to stay on the road with Lana. But if you told me right now this storyline was dead, we could just forget it ever happened. I'd be quite happy. So you can move on from that. And hopefully push Rusev into a situation where he can contend for a title and people can move on and forget about what this just awful storyline has been. Uh, something that I think he hopes it could move on, Triple H. He was doing an interview and he kind of, let's just say. Well, he if made a joke. 
If we still had the audio fun bag, I think he'd be in the audio fun bag. Well, that's next door currently right <laughs> that's now. That's something <laughs> but, completely different. But he I made get, a joke, people. I agree. He, what he did, he made a comment where he was talking about seeing Edge and WWE, uh, former WWE, well, current WWE superstars, Paige, back in the ring. And he made the comment where he wanted to talk about their health and them being healthy. Well, he was making a joke in reference to the uh, adult tape that was leaked of Paige, if we're going to call it leaked. Now, it is that what there was in reference to? It, to her sexual I don't prowess. I, don't, I, I disagree with that take on it. Now, if that was his intent, I, maybe there was an apology due. But I just think he was making a joke saying uh, she has children she doesn't even know about. I don't think he was calling her a, a whore. Uh, and, 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 and just saying, that. can we pull that? I mean, <laughs> look, I don't. It was a. It's a joke. I'm with you. He was trying to be funny. He was trying to make a joke, kind of off the cuff. It was a poorly, probably a poorly executed joke, and maybe a poorly timed joke. I don't think he was making direct reference to the sex tapes or the sex videos or whatever. But look, as far as I'm concerned. He's just trying to be funny and trying to answer the question as honestly as he could. Has she said was she offended by it? I know he reached out to he her. He said he immediately, a, the reports have come her. out, he immediately reached out to her and apologized. I think if you saw the video well, of she it, tweeted he, about it, he read the room immediately. He looked around the room and saw no one's face lit up. I think he was trying to do almost a DX type joke. That didn't go over. Because, look, we all love the pranks that him, Shawn Michaels, whoever it might have been. We love those DX style of jokes. And we got a kick out of them. I think that's what he tried to execute here. It was an epic fail. And I think immediately he figured, you know what? I, I better go out here and try to do damage control very quickly. And I think he did a great job with it. Because Paige is still with the WWE. I mean, it is something you have to consider. He is a head of a company. Uh, I mean, he's not the Vince McMahon head at the moment, at least. But he is very high up there, yeah. and in today's Me Too culture, you do have to be very— You have to be cautious about you that. You have to be and very kudos cautious. to him. Another rumor that's out there, former WWE champion, WWE Hall of Fame, Edge. It's rumored that we might see Edge making his way to the Royal Rumble. Now, we know that what took Edge out of action is a big concern for the WWE, and those are neck injuries. Now, Road Dog, you and I, we talk about this all the time. Are we excited of a Hall of Famer coming back for the Royal Rumble and Edge? If he can go, I'm excited for it. You know my view on it, especially in the Royal Rumble. That's part of the things I love about the Royal Rumble is the maybe two or three throwback Hall of Famer superstars that make the appearance. I'm, I'm afraid that's going away if we're going to give 10 slots to Raw, 10 slots to SmackDown, and 10 to NXT. Well, now wait, not to cut you off. Will be taken. The report has come out NXT will not be involved in the Royal okay. Rumble. Okay. The report came out today that NXT will not be involved. Oh, that's so good. that might open it up more to where you might get to see guys like Edge if Kevin Nash is healed up enough. And we've seen the return of the big show from half a dozen hip surgeries. So he's <laughs> back as well. Koa, what about you? Are you looking forward to the rated R superstar? If he indeed is coming back in the Rumble, look, I don't think I'm as worried about his neck considering he did that spear to Elias back at SummerSlam. So obviously he's feeling good enough to execute a move that could put some damage on your neck. He's healed. He's had surgeries. He's had years to heal. So if he feels like he can come back and put on one more really good solid WrestleMania payday kind of match, then, you know, why not? Why not have him come back in the Rumble? If he can still go, and look, there's a lot of other legends that have come back. You look at Goldberg. You look at, you know, where Undertaker is now. Not what he was, but what he is now. And we know neither one of those two can necessarily put on a quality match anymore. Well, what was Edge known for? Putting on quality matches. Whether he can still do that, I doubt he can. But I think he could still come in with the right partner and put on a really solid match. He's obviously kept himself in pretty good shape. 
Why not? Speaking of The Undertaker, did you see that he was spotted at the uh, Performance Center in Orlando uh, today uh, working out? So that's uh, now the rumors are flying that he could be participating in either the Royal Rumble or a match at Royal Rumble leading up to uh, his annual appearance at WrestleMania. Please retire. Please retire. Please retire. Uh, Good idea, bad idea, or do you not really care? The son of the late Chris Benoit, David Benoit, He's come out and said that he wants to wrestle under the name Chris Benoit. Now, we know the story that has taken place with Chris Benoit where the what, that horrible event that's taken place where uh, the murder-suicide that took place, but he wants to honor his father and he wants to wrestle under the name of Chris Benoit. Chris Colwell, how do you feel about David Benoit wanting to honor his dad by taking his name as a moniker in the wrestling ring. A lot of people have questioned whether he should wrestle, period, let alone have that name. But I'm going to tell you right now, he ain't going to get anywhere in the wrestling business with that name. That name is blackballed completely from mention from anybody outside of us fans talking about it on a show like this. There's no way he's going to get anywhere going by the name Chris Benoit Jr. It's just a bad idea all the way around on his part. It's an, it's a very interesting conversation. Now, I don't think he should wrestle with the name I think the memory of Benoit and what you do to for his career is uh, and how you respect it or don't respect it is a very interesting conversation. I know that's not what you asked, but no, I no, I, mean, I think you're, but you're exactly right. It is an interesting conversation where his son is coming out and wanting to do this. You're right; it does lead to an interesting conversation where myself, as a father who has a son, would hope that he would do things to honor my memory so it does lead for an interesting conversation. There were positives in, in Chris Benoit's career and I mean can you can you celebrate those without the other things being right there next to it and I don't think you can. Uh, unfortunately what he did uh, is, yeah. is, well, is just too overwhelmingly bad. I mean that's why he'll never go in the Hall of Fame. Uh, he'll ne- they never will they never really talk about him if at all on any retrospectives or in any uh I'm surprised they haven't scrubbed his matches off some of the bigger pay-per-views on WWE Network. Uh, but anyways, I, no, I don't. I don't think he should. I think he could. He could do a. He could honor his dad maybe by doing the Crippler crossface as his finish, I agree. or uh, maybe not the headbutt dive because that might have been coming with his some of the music. Stuff. But yeah, there's other ways I think to uh, honor his dad other than the name. I don't think he could do anything really connected to his father at all. I think. Maybe, maybe, maybe use one of his early. Maybe it could be Pegasus Kid or something like that. Do, use one of his earlier monikers, his ring names or something like that. But I mean, a lot of folks. I mean, the Crippler Crossface is something I don't know that I would want him to use in that situation. The headbutt's definitely ill-advised, really, for anybody nowadays because of the damage it can cause. But you know, I don't want to discourage him from wrestling. I think he's got every right to wrestle, and if he wants to be just like his father and wrestle, then by all means, go for it. But. You know, you just got to be smart about how you break into it. There's ways to honor your father, even though what happened at the end. And, you know, people have their stories and their beliefs about what exactly happened. And, you know, was he a different guy at the end than he was, you know, two years before that or whatnot. But still, you you cannot. The name, unfortunately, his name is stained forever as far as public perception. And you're not going to be able to come back from that. Well, evidently, it's just a matter of time because he says the wrestling gear is waiting and he's just waiting for his opportunity. Uh, also, recently, we lost some members of the wrestling world. One, the first one that we lost, La Parca, whose real name, Jesus Alfonso Escobar Hutera. Back in October, he was performing a, a leaping suicide dive through the ropes. 
He hit the guardrail. He had a tragic head injury, and ultimately he succumbed to his injuries. Now, Colwell, you informed me that I didn't know this a little bit later on. This was not the original LaParka. This was LaParka 2. This was LaParka 2. The original LaParka, the one that we all saw in WCW, the one that DDP wore the mask for the one time in the Randy Savage storyline years ago, that LaParka lost the rights to the name somewhere in the 2000s. He now wrestles as L.A. Park. He's a part of MLW. He's wrestled some other places, too. He's been all over Mexico. So at some point, uh, the uh, this gentleman who's been part- uh, been portraying La Parca for the last almost 20 years, 15, 20 years, uh, that, unfortunately, he took, over the, he took over the moniker there, and he's the one that uh, suffered the injuries and unfortunately uh, succumbed to them. So it's a, it's a big loss there for the uh, wrestling community and uh, down there in Mexico especially because, you know, he had some great matches. They even did a storyline down there with the La Parca battle between the two La Parcas, So, Please forgive a member of our team as he seems to like to make light <laughs> of passed away members of the wrestling world. Uh, another member that we lost to the wrestling world, the 75-year-old Dwayne The Rock Johnson's father, Rocky Soul Man Johnson. He passed away at 75 years old. Now, like I said, this is The Rock's father. We saw how The Rock would honor his father. He took on the name when he first came in the WWE as Rocky Maivia, not only to pay homage to his father, but also to his grandfather, High Chief Peter Maivia. But our thoughts and prayers also go out to both of these families because Rocky Johnson, and I know that we got to go to our, our buddy, uh, Adam Gillespie, Rocky Johnson. This was beyond our era, at least for me. It was beyond my era of watching The Soul Man. Yeah, it was for me as well. I was talking to the home team about it earlier uh, off the air when we were hanging out in the um, kitchen area, whatever you call that. And, uh, yeah, we were talking about Rocky, and it's a, it's a loss. Uh, so our prayers and thoughts definitely with The Rock and his family uh, during this time. I know that's always tough to lose your father. It's something I've been through, and it's not fun at all in the very least. Did you play The Undertaker's music? That was for the other guy. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. I'm like, <laughs> so wait, 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 what do you, what do you, so you, you did it before. No, no. Yes, so wait, no, you did it for La Parca? You did it for La Parca, but you didn't do it for Rocky John. Why, why is that? Uh, I don't know. I like The Rock. Apparently he has more respect like, for Rocky Johnson. That's what I'm trying to figure out here. I'm like, do you not like Lucha Libre? The Rock uh, films a lot of movies here, so he could come beat he me lives up here potentially. Now. Yeah, he has a house here. I don't know if he lives here. Does no, he? Yeah, Does uh, he? evidently one of our co-workers uh, went and knocked on the door. Oh. He went to the you gate. You had to tell me this story. He went to the gate to see if he was at home. and uh, Was he? No, he wasn't, but I advised he never do that ever again because I don't, I don't like his chances. I, I want to know who that was. You can tell me all that. Yeah, I'll, but, I'll tell uh, you all fair. But yeah, yeah, no, our thoughts, you know, um, next month being um, um, February is Black History Month. Of course, Rocky Johnson was one of the, uh, as a tag team with Tony Atlas, yes. was the first African-American uh, person to hold a, a title belt in the WWE. So um, there's a lot of history there. Uh, be, be, uh, for that gentleman, Rocky uh, Johnson, and our, yeah, like I said, our thoughts and prayers with the Rock and their family. It definitely goes out to them all. Well, coming up, it's the time for the go home show. I tweeted it out earlier. Colwell says he doesn't party, so that means Adam, you and I are gonna have a lot of fun with this because it's party time here with the finishing move. Big John Radcliffe, Adam. I don't even remember you guys' names. Adam Gillespie, Chris Colwell, you're listening to the Sports X 1230 AM and 106.3 FM. Home team and Hamilton, weekdays from 9 AM to noon. I don't want to use a good book for, for these kinds of purposes. Rejoice in the wife of your youth, a lovely deer, a graceful doe. Let her breasts fill you at all times with delight. Be intoxicated always in her love. Proverbs. 
five, eight, team <laughs> through 19. Oh, Tim, Randy Lee. Let all <laughs> you know of God's people say. Hey, amen. Amen. I know that's right. I'm going to laugh at you in a very, very good way. <laughs> you, you knew immediately where that scripture was. <laughs> this is the Sports X. Before the next kickoff, head over to betonline.net for the latest news, scores, and odds. Bring the playoffs home with betonline.net. It's a new year, so get ready, Atlanta. It's time for rugby. Time to get behind Atlanta's newest team, Rugby ATL. It's time to see the fastest-paced, hardest-hitting game in town with league play kicking off February 9th at Lupo Family Field in Marietta, right down the street from the Battery. Get your exclusive merch and season tickets now for nine action-packed games with 80 minutes of intense action. Head to RugbyATL.Rugby today. That's Rugby ATL.rugby. Tug Cower and Hudson Mason are in the cheap seats every afternoon from noon to three. How did you find that out? Like, how does that come out? Do you like a part of the HOA? You know, like when you're a registered sex offender? Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Knowledge. Yeah, I know, but I mean, I didn't know how that may have, may have came up in conversation. I've never talked to my neighbors about Howdy, it. Howdy, neighbor! I'm on the sex registry! Exactly! It just seems like an odd thing to have pop up. The Cheap Seats, only on Atlanta's Sports X. This is Atlanta's Sports X, live from Cobb County and covering everything that you love about Atlanta. We start the day with home team in Hamilton at 9 a.m. as they bounce around the ATL with all the big local stories. Then at noon, it's the Cheap Seats with Tug Coward and Hudson Mason. And trust us, it takes an Atlanta radio veteran like Tug to keep that bulldog on the rails. And then at 3, it's the man, Mark Zinno, on A to Z. Zinno is closing out the afternoon with his take on the day's stories and opinions about sports that you probably won't agree with. Add in Chuck and Chernoff on Bugged Hour from 6 to 7 p.m. The Mounts of the South and the Finishing Move on Thursdays. And you've got a lineup unlike any other. This is Atlantis Sports X. Live from Cobb County, this is The Finishing Move with the road dog Adam Gillespie, the bearded wrestling fan Chris Colwell, and Big John Radcliffe on the X. Welcome back to the finishing move live from Cobb County. Big John Radcliffe, Adam the Road Dog Gillespie, the bearded guy, Chris Colwell. You're listening to the finishing move, 1230 AM, 106.3 FM. We've had another great show. This is the first time in 2020. Hopefully it's not the last time that we have had all three of us together. We've had our first threesome of 2020. I'm out. Whoa. Okay. What's wrong with that? I mean, no. I mean, is this not true? First time we've had all three of us on the finishing move. Yeah, it's the first threesome of the 2020. Last year, I mean, last week it was just you and me, one on one, and this uh, week we've been, we've got Chris in the mix. Wait, so you, that meant you had multiple threesomes in 20 in 2019? You yeah, had a few. There was a couple times where all three of us were on the show together. So you had a threesome in 2019. Why are you turning it into something dirty when I'm just talking I'm about asking, three of now. us? I'm asking you a question. I'm asking you a very simple question. You had a threesome in 2019 because. Uh, you know, I, I know our respective significant others and probably even our children listen to this show. So I figured I'd ask if, you know. All I'm talking about is the three of us being together doing the show. Are you sure that's what you're talking about? Because I, I think you're making reference. That's what I'm wondering. I thought we were six-man tag team. Three brothers. amigos, three musketeers. Three best friends that anyone could have. <laughs> Threesome. Okay, well, Adam Gillespie. He said, said that I didn't. I had a threesome. This is the first time we've had all three of us back. 
for the first time. Probably going to be the last this one. decade. This decade, you're right. Hopefully, it's not the last time because uh, one member of our team has a tendency to miss out quite often. One member of the team has another job during football season. Another job? Home. Wait, another job? Hold on, wait. Don't another job? Don't you work for Dickie Broadcasting? <laughs> I got bills. Okay, you got kids, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I got kids. I got kids. <laughs> wait, I know of one. How many do you really have? Well, what did Triple H say? I got kids <laughs> I don't even know about. All right, well, it's time for <laughs> it's time for the go home show. This is your neighbor, isn't it, Adam? He lives yeah, like right down the street from you. He does. We got to uh, get him in to come and visit him. Went to him up there high. Uh, I have never seen him in Gainesville, but I have met people who know him and uh, are friends, friends currently friends with him. Uh, they showed me pictures on their phone. Uh, I've seen him at Georgia games, but I, I did not make it down to the sideline in time to meet him. But. My wife hates him, by the way. Well, Why? We've watched. We've watched. We've, I've had her watch Raw and SmackDown with me a few times. She can't stand him. Every time she sees him on TV, she's like, I can't stand that guy. And I said, you, you're you not allowed to dislike him. He's from Georgia. Because he has He's a great head of hair. He's a great head of hair. He has a great head of hair. Yeah. So I sent out a tweet earlier, and it said, you get to party with one wrestler for 24 hours. Now, in the picture, there's a wide array of different people. The Boogeyman, Lita, uh, Austin, Flair, Austin, Flair, H, Hurricane uh, Bobby, Helms. Uh, Kelly Kelly. So, I think this is even Ricky the Dragon Steamboat in part of this picture. But we didn't just want to limit it to that. You got 24 hours. You get to party with one wrestler for 24 hours. Who's it going to be? Now, Caldwell, you said you don't party, but let's just be honest. You can party in a wide array of different ways. And, like, even in this picture, it looks like uh, Victoria is actually drinking a glass of milk. So you get one wrestler to party with for 24 hours. Who are you partying with? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, if I'm not partying, I'm at least taking in what's going on. All right. I have to see the display of watching Andre the Giant take down, like, 30 drinks in a night. The legends of those stories, watching that go down would be quite the sight to see. That's a good one. That is a great call on that one. Oh, boy, I pain to ask this question, but we have no, to ask I, no, you. I'm just going to say, it, I mean, when you think about partying and going out and having a good time, isn't the number one guy that comes to your mind, guy at least, is is Ric Flair, right? Woo. No, Scott Hall, too. That that gets dangerous. So you don't that, wanna, yeah, that, no. could, that could cross the line a little bit. <laughs> and right then there, there was one time that party on the uh, WWE chartered flight. Yes. Oh gosh! The plane, I mean, the plane ride from hell. Yes. When you're when you're thinking about going out and having a good time, I I think everyone to kind of would default to Flair as being their choice. Uh, but I mean, Austin, I think would be fun. Uh, Andre, I, I didn't even think about that. That's a great one. The one guy I want to meet that I haven't met yet is Hogan. I would go party with him. There's a long Brother. list, and then if you do want to cross over to the other, oh boy. Well, all right. Go ahead, go. No, no, no. Well, the first would be Alexa. Me and her could go to Disneyland or Disney World and have a great time. (laughs) See, I kept it clean. You want her to go on Space Mountain. And then we could get her to go on Space Mountain with you, don't you? And then from that picture, we could get Kelly Kelly, and then we could have a, a threesome like we're having a threesome right now. The three the three of us could hang out. What's wrong with why are y'all turning things I'm saying into something bad? Y'all are awful. 
Well, no, you're right. The natural default would actually be Ric Flair. You're exactly right. I even made mention of Scott Hall. Um, you know, he he likes to have a little bit of fun. He likes to have a good time. Uh, honestly, I think one of the people I would enjoy the most is I'm actually going to go completely off kilter here, and I'm going to go Stone Cold. I think one of the reasons I would want to go with Stone Cold is not just because of Steve Weiser's or whatever we want to call him at that point in time. I think Steve Austin, number one, he has that huge ranch, so I don't have to go anywhere. He, there has to be some place to crash that's there. But I want to hear some of the stories. I mean, you're talking about a guy and just talking with him. What were the differences? What was the time like? What was some? What was something that it was like to be with him? Uh, someone else that I would throw out there, and I think it would just be very interesting. Uh, I'm going to go with The Rock. Yeah, he would be entertaining. That's who I was just thinking in my head before you said it, but he would be so entertaining. Yeah, I think around. The Rock would just be, number one, I think it would probably be one of the most lavish parties I had ever attended in my life. Because I think The Rock is going to want to, it's not just going to be a party in his backyard. It's not going to be a luau. This party might happen in Dubai. It might happen on some exotic island or something like that. And, and I think it would be super cool to just have a party with him like like that. Uh, if I got to go, you know, I, I'm not going to take this to the point where Road Dog did. But uh, one of the ladies, Lita. I think she's a rocker. She's, uh, you know, she's in a rock band. I think she would be someone that would just be fun to hang out with and just have a great conversation with as well. She could be fun for sure. Boy, I mean, Georgia State alumni. Is she? So she's from the area. Yeah. Really? Lita? Yeah, I, I never knew that. that. Yes, you did. You knew that because we've talked about it before. I didn't know about you. But, yeah, she's a Georgia State alum. And I went lived, to Georgia State with Lita. And lived in, oh, uh, well, I don't know if you went. <laughs> We're just going to say that I went to Georgia but State she, with Lita. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, she's a Georgia this, State alum. This is how and, rumors uh, get started. By the time it's all said and done, Colwell and Lita were, were roommates and, uh, at Georgia State. Uh, along, and she's a big Braves fan and uh, lived in Atlanta for a, a lot of years I, before her wrestling career. So before Team Extreme, because for some odd reason, I think because it was the Hardys, I instantly placed her in Carolina. And for some odd reason, I never placed her in Atlanta. I, you and I probably have had a conversation about it, but it's just something that's kind of slipped my mind. All right, I'm be honest with you. I'm all out of things to talk about. All right, I've got one. How much time do we have enough time? Yep. So right, the I've music got, runs I've out. I've got a go-home uh, question for you. Ooh. Something that I'm stealing from you that I heard you talking about, Home Team of Hamilton. Oh, boy. Earlier, uh, I think it was yesterday or today. You were talking about Hall of Fames, and who's the biggest person in the Hall of Fame that's or that should be in the Hall of Fame that's not in the Hall of Fame? You were talking about that in the yes, genre yes, yes. of yes, like yes, yes. sports and music stuff. and all those. But things. who is the biggest person out there that should be in the WWE Hall of Fame that's not? And I, I try try to stay away from the current guys, of course, who are very very actively wrestling. So, like, if you want to say the take taker, I would be okay. I with got that. I got one for you. And you you might dispute me on this one. Bam Bam Bigelow. Is he not in it? Really? I don't think Bam Bam Bigelow's in the Hall uh, of Fame. I, I got to look that one up. Okay, bro. yeah. If, my, if I had the password to this computer, I would look it up too. But uh, what about you, Cole? Well, you got one? I honestly, I, can't, I mean, the biggest, the ones that were on the list for so long finally got in there. Savage, San Martino. I mean... I don't really know. Nobody really comes straight to mind. Well, the first one that comes to mind for me is honestly The Rock. Well, that's true. I mean, he's not in there, and he's not actively wrestling anymore. But he's never formally retired either. That's true. Uh, no, like he, he has said that he is done wrestling. Okay, so then he should be going in soon on, he, at the very. You would think, and I mean, I'm, and now the one that that is not officially officially retired uh, would be, in my opinion, The Undertaker. 
Um, well, so, I mean, that's a fait complete once he actually retires. Yeah, he'll be he, uh, he's, uh, he'll be a so first another twenty ballot. years from now when he finally goes in. <laughs> I mean, he'll be a first ballot, but like someone like him and Kane. Uh, Kane is a Hall of Famer, in my opinion. Whenever oh, he, yeah, absolutely. Whenever he decides, yeah, Bam Bam to, Bigelow's uh, not in. Okay, yeah, well, that's a good one. Bam Bam Bigelow would be one person. Uh, did Yokozuna have a go in? Yes, he is. Yeah, he's in there. Oh, uh, he didn't have a very long time at WWE. Lex Luger. That's a good one. He's well. I, I mean, you don't have to have just. That's been true. At, he was uh, WCW. Yeah, look at Sting. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's a good one too. I know uh, there was some really uh, hurt feelings. Uh, between him and some of the lifestyle choices he made. It's also the way he left WWF in the mid-90s when he made the jump that WCW on the first Nitro, how he didn't really tell anybody. He just quit because he was, he was there. a free agent. I mean, and he then, was in uh, his rights to do it, but I think there was a lot of bad blood. Are the that. Steiner brothers in? No, they're not. Um, That's a good one I think because uh, um, Scott has uh, <laughs> been very vocal about he doesn't care about the Hall of Fame, and he has... Uh, Said some very unnasty things about Triple H and Stephanie, so it may be a while before. He I don't think he in. cares about who he offends ever. Uh, but another one that, if you're talking about tag teams like Demolition, yes, uh, they were yeah, they, that's uh, true. They yes. were the longest reigning consecutive tag team holders until uh, New Day beat them uh, recently uh, for that title. Um, but they're in litigation with the WWE. So the that's concussion a, thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, so that's probably re- one of the reasons they haven't gone in. Um, but I, yeah, I think there's a, a pretty good handful of guys that should be in that aren't. Yeah, well, no, I think if we, I mean, I mean, right now, um, okay, who will, will there be a three-time inductee? Because yeah. now we have a whole bunch of twos. Yeah, I think there will be. I think Ric Flair's going to end up being. Yeah, well, I think Evolution's, Evolution's getting Evolution, inducted. So, as a stable. so, so then if he goes, if Evolution as a whole goes in. At some point, Triple H will also be a three-time Yeah, I was about inductee. to say, yes. Triple H will be a yes. three-time inductee because he'll go in DX, he'll go in Triple H, and he'll go in Evolution. Then it, would Randy Orton go in more than once? Well, he would. I think uh, he goes twice. in on his own. Yeah. I mean, more yeah. than twice, I excuse me. He goes, yeah, he he'll go in solo, he'll go in with Evolution, but what then... The Legacy does not get in as a That was going to be on no, Legacy. No, no. no. I mean, evolution. You look at it. You you literally four main event world champion guys. That's that's their pedigree. That's why they get inducted as a stable legacy. I mean, the other big name other than Randy's Cody. And come well, on, he's not, not going not in anytime soon. Yeah. Well, I think that's all we got. <laughs> We're out of steam. Well, you got a go home question. Uh, the music's no. still playing. He said when the I mean, I don't stops. have a go-home question, but I, I, I did mention earlier when we were prepping for the show that I kind of wanted to trash on a former uh, company. Well, company's still out there, but John swears up and down they're dead sometimes. Impact Wrestling. Oh. Adam, John- when was the last time you watched Impact Wrestling? Are they still on Pop TV? No. No. Know. They're on Access TV now. Uh, yeah, I, I can't. They were on Twitch until yesterday. They got banned from Twitch. Because RVD did an ain't some type of thing with his girlfriend on there that was too racy for their service. Oh, if you follow him on social media, yeah, he, they, now that someone, he had a threesome in the way that we were implying. No, he really <laughs> no, did it. I wasn't it. implying that. But, well, how about RVD in the Hall of Fame? That is one, he yes. in there. Yeah. Does uh, Sandman go? No. I think so. I think he's one well, of the we ECW to- originals that really helped start and grow that company from what it from nothing to what it became. Didn't it- we talk about doing like a wing type thing with different like if you do an ECW wing, you do a tag team wing. If you were going to do an ECW wing, Sandman belongs in there. 
does little Spike Dudley go in? The Dudley no. boys went in, but he was a part of the Dudley boys. Well, the Dudleys right now are the only Well, then ECW Big Dick Dudley has to go in, too. Wow, you say that on the radio? Good night, everybody. All right, well, you guys have been listening to this. This will be the last time all three of us are together this year. You know, normally I have to do this on Adam, but we're just going to cut Colwell's mic off. Good night, everybody. You guys have been listening to the finishing move on the Atlanta Sports X 1230 AM 1063 FM.